This week on I Watch This As an Adult Movie Reviews, I will be reviewing the 1993 romantic drama Poetic Justice. If you listen to me closely, I'll tell you what I know. Storm clouds are gathering. The wind is gonna blow. The race of man is suffering, and I can hear the moan. Cause nobody but nobody can make it out here alone. Her name is Justice. The only reason why I love you is because I was in the county jail. You sent me all them nice poems. To escape the violence of the streets, she needed the poetry in her heart. You've got to move on. There's another man out there somewhere. His name is Lucky. What y'all niggas doing? Looking for some buses to Jack. To face the madness around him, all he had was the music in his soul. Fate brought them together. This is Justice. Justice, this is Lucky. And you already know Chicago. What's up, baby? Baby. Anger kept them apart. I'm a black woman, okay? I deserve respect. Walk your ass home. But for both of them... Girl, you know he tripping because he like you. The road ahead was the only way to leave the pain behind. I heard from a friend today, and she said you were in town. Suddenly the memories came back to me in my mind. How can I be strong? I've asked myself, time and time I've said that I'm Columbia Pictures presents a story about losing your fear and finding your way. What do you write about? I was in my heart. What's that? Janet Jackson. Tupac Shakur. Poetic Justice. From the creator of Boys in the Hood. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Mikkel Ford. If you heard that trailer before this, uh, before this, I am going to be re- reviewing Proetic Justice from 1993. Let's get into the technical, shall we? This movie was written and directed by the late, great John Singleton. That still sounds weird to say. Because it doesn't even feel like that man's dead. I'm honestly, honestly, like, 
every time they bring up John Singleton, I'm like, and then like I think about it, I'm like, wait, he did die. I forgot. It like doesn't feel like he's dead. But yeah, this movie was written and directed by John Singleton. Uh, the budget for this movie was $14 million. And it brought in a box office of twenty-five of twenty-seven point five million dollars, which is pretty damn good. Um, it also has a Rotten Tomato score of thirty-four percent. And you guys, if you've been listening to this podcast <laughs> for long enough, you know my y'all. Like I say, I say this every episode. You know my relationship with Rotten Tomatoes. If you're new to this, if you're new to this uh, podcast. I think Rotten Tomatoes is full of shit, but I use them as a barometer to uh, to to review review these movies. I just use them as a barometer because I like to know what they think. Because Rotten Tomatoes is like the the end all be all of reviews now. It's like everything everything hinges on Rotten Tomatoes. Like Rotten Tomatoes didn't like this. Rotten now, like they even put it in like trailers. You know, like after the movie comes out, like it's this was certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and blah 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 blah. But if you're new to the podcast, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I don't really have like a great relationship with Rotten Tomatoes. You know, you know, <laughs> I really don't. But you know, I just like to use them as I just like to use them as a barometer because everybody else uses them as a barometer. But um, some fun facts about this movie. I'm gonna like this is a, one thing. Uh, I'm gonna start uh, uh, incorporating again because I feel like I haven't been incorporating fun facts as in, in a while. But gonna start incorporating fun facts to this show again. But fun facts about this movie: uh, Jada Pinkett, Lisa Bonet, and uh, Monica Calhoun, who you may know as Ebony from the Players Club, all auditioned for the role of uh, justice before uh janet jackson got the role uh so and i got my opinions about that i got my opinions about that because a lot of a lot of people probably say oh man jada pinkett jada pinkett would kill that role i think i think jada pinkett is an over actor i'm going to say it i know a lot of people these days piling up on jada pinkett you know, entanglements and all this other bullshit, you know, but, you know, like, all this other stuff, other stuff, uh, but I, I think Jada Pinkett is an overactor. I think she overdoes it, and I think she would have overdone it in this role, uh, Lisa Bonet, I think, would have done a like shockingly i think lisa bonet would have done a better job lisa bonet is not in a lot of stuff you know i know she still acts i looked up her uh imdb she still she still acts she's been in things but it's like sporadically like she's very sporadic in her acting credits you know so but i think and she's also she's also really from la like lisa bonet is an la girl uh, so she probably would have been like the most authentic person to play this role. So I probably would have gave her a shot. Uh, Monica Calhoun, I didn't know a lot about at that time in 1993. Cause like the first time I ever saw her was in the Players Club. 
like honestly like this is the first time i ever saw her so i don't know how she would have done in that role uh who knows if she was even ready for a big role like that but who knows but so they picked janet jackson for the role um i'll tell you what i thought about her later <laughs> another fun fact is uh ice cube was originally offered the role of lucky you know because ice cube uh worked with john singleton before he had his breakout role in boys in the hood so obviously john singleton wanted to work with him again because like he's the best thing in boys in the hood so, but uh cube turned it down because he didn't want to do a romance movie he, he just didn't want to do that uh so uh tupac got the role of lucky let's talk about how i saw this movie as a kid uh i saw this movie with my parents uh, like this was like the family movie of the night you know because uh back in the day whatever your parents were watching you were watching you know we didn't have the internet we didn't have tablets and laptops and all this stuff so it was just like whatever was on tv whatever your parents were watching at nighttime you were watching cartoons were over you couldn't watch cartoons so what is like it's like whatever was on the television at night that your parents was watching that's what you were watching and so we were watching poetic justice uh really didn't understand this movie as a child like this movie was too hard for my little eight-year-old brain to comprehend <laughs> honestly uh, I knew who Janet Jackson was, though. I knew who Janet Jackson was. I liked her. I was a huge fan of her brother, Michael Jackson. Like, what kid wasn't? You know, like, what kid in the 90s wasn't a Michael Jackson fan? That's why they had so many kids at Neverland. You know? <laughs> so, that's how he got into the trouble that he got into because kids were such a big fan of Michael Jackson. They wanted to meet Michael Jackson and he. he got into what he got into um but uh and i knew i knew that this was his sister like that's the most i've, I've heard a little bit i've heard a little bit of her music i wasn't really a music fan at the time you know i was eight like i didn't really stop i didn't really start liking music till i was about like 11 or 12 like that's when i started like really getting into music but i like michael jackson because he was cool like he, he, he was fucking cool he was a cool looking dude he did cool shit he did cool he did a whole bunch of cool stuff and so i was a huge michael jackson fan he appealed to a lot of kids but um i also knew uh who tupac was vaguely at the time because i saw him in juice and i love that movie like i i did a juice review like what a year ago it's a year ago since i did that juice review and i still love that movie <laughs> I still love that movie to this day. It's a little problematic. It was a little problematic. Some of the stuff in that movie, I was like, ooh, shit, that wouldn't fly today. But uh, you know, even in a black movie, that wouldn't fly today. But um, but yeah, still love that movie. Still love that movie to this day. Uh so like I knew I knew who the two stars were, but like the 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 movie was confusing to me as a child. But now let's see how I feel about this movie as an adult. Let's get into it. I like how this movie starts off with uh, <laughs> I like how this movie starts off with Billy Zane and Lori Petty. 
like if you don't know who Billy Zane, you you should know who Billy Zane is. You know, like Billy Zane, the, the, the white guy looks like Lex Luthor. I really think he should be playing Lex Luthor right now. Like if they want to do, if they're doing this new Superman movie, James Gunn, Billy Zane for Lex Luthor. I, I keep shouting that. I'm going to keep shouting that to the mountaintops. Billy Zane is Lex Luthor. Um, and uh, Lord Petty, she's been in, she was Tank Girl. If you ever seen the movie Tank Girl. Uh, she was also in Point Break. And, um, uh, 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 was she a Free Willy? She was in Free Willy. She was in Free Willy also. She's been, she's been in a lot of stuff. But like they're both white actors. And, which people back in the in the day in the theater they they must have like thought they were in the wrong movie <laughs> like to be a fly on the wall for that like you you paid a ticket to see poetic justice with Tupac Shakur and Janet Jackson but you kid Billy Zane and Lori Petty in like the first like two minutes you know <laughs> like I said to be a fly on the wall when people saw that to be a fly on the wall when people saw that, like, but this is a hood movie in the '90s, so they probably shot at the screen. Honestly, you know, like probably that was a lot of that. That was a lot of that going on in the early '90s. You could not go to see. That's why we really didn't like go to see a lot of these movies in the theaters. We wait till like they were on tape or on or they were in uh, or they were on cable. We waited because. We wasn't going to the movies, <laughs> to those movies, and like we hear, we we hear somebody busting a cap up in there, like pop, pop, pop. You know, like we not, we not going to the movies for that. So like we just we waited until those movies came on television or they were on tape. So like we so we could watch those in the privacy and the safety of our own home. So because like there was, if you're young listening to this podcast and you don't know a lot about the '90s, um. There was a lot of that going on with uh, with black movies in the '90s. Like people would go to the movie, want to have a good time, screen getting shot at, or somebody getting shot at the movie theater. That's just the way it was back then. They don't do that now. I've gone to see tons of black movies in the 2000s and the 2010s, and never had to worry about my life being threatened. So you know, so <laughs> so that era is over. Uh. But yeah, man, it's 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 just it was just wild. It was the wild west back in the nineties. But it's 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 funny. It's it was a funny satire with uh, Billy Zane and Lori Petty about like romance movies and how silly they are. Cause like the scene is just really campy. It's a really campy scene, really silly scene. Uh, then we get transported back to the hood in uh, Los Angeles with uh with uh justice somebody's really somebody's really honking their horn around here i don't know what's going on but uh <laughs> back to the review uh we we're here with uh justice and her boyfriend markel played by q-tip uh q-tip's character uh his name like really tripped me out as a kid because it's close to mine i was like oh wow his name is Markel. My name is Michael. That's fucking that that that's freaking cool. That's awesome. Uh, but I don't get to enjoy that because he gets shot in the head by gangbangers. <laughs> yeah, Markel doesn't last long in this movie. He he gets taken out really in really 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 quickly. Um, cue the intro. After that, for some reason they. 
they just a poetic justice, you know, <laughs> like that was that. <laughs> I was like, this guy just got shot in the head. Like Janet Jackson's got like blood all over her face, and then they're like, poetic justice, you know. <laughs> That's the intro to the movie. Uh, justice White writes poetry, hence why this movie is called Poetic Justice. You'll be hearing the you you will hear the poetry throughout the movie. I don't need to go into I don't even need to go to, into details about that. Uh, but Justice also works at a hair salon, and honestly, this ha- this hair salon could have had its own spinoff show because it has a lot of interesting characters. As the movie goes on. I'm more interested in the hair salon than whatever Justice has going on. You know, like, it was like whatever Justice has going on ain't ain't even compared to what's going on in this goddamn hair salon, man. It's 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 trippy. Uh, like I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if this movie came out today, if this movie came out today, they would have fast tracked the spinoff about this hair salon. They're like they would have. There would have been like a show on like stars or something like stars, Amazon Prime, something uh, like it, it probably would have been a streaming show or something about this goddamn hair salon. But this is the 90s, so like artistic credibility and all of that. But I guarantee you, if this came out now, they were like that hair salon is pretty interesting. Like some 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 movie exec, some exec would have saw that they would have been like this movie, this this uh, salon is really interesting let's make a let's make a a a a movie about that let's make a spinoff uh television show about that you know like i guarantee it but like i said it was the 90s then we get introduced to lucky played by tupac shakur lucky is the local postman who has a thing for justice but Justice is being difficult, and she ain't giving my man no play. She ain't, she ain't, she ain't, she ain't throwing no rhythm to a brother. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the first couple of minutes of seeing Tupac on screen, like he has so much range. He has so much range. He sh- he shows so much emotion in the first five minutes of him being on screen. Like he's happy, he's sad, he's confused, he's mad. All in a span of like five minutes. Dude, dude was a really good actor, man. Really good actor. I just I I just wish that that dude could have stayed out of trouble, man. I just wish he could have stayed out of trouble. Like, this is the third movie I've done on this podcast with Tupac in it. And I think I just say the same thing every time I see Tupac on screen. Like, great actor. I wish he would have stayed out of trouble. But again, he's also a rapper and like underworld elements are hard to escape in that genre. So it's kind of hard for him to stay out of it's kind of hard for him to stay out of trouble, but I wish he did. I like he had so much, he had so much potential. He had so much going for him that he didn't have to keep he didn't have to keep getting into the trouble that he was getting into, man. Like he was so goddamn talented, man so talented he would have been a he would have been a huge star today a massive star today he would have he probably would have he probably would have already had an academy award everything man dude would have been a dude would have been a huge megastar if he was still alive today 
Uh, then we meet Chicago, played by comedian Joe Torre, who immediately comes off as an asshole. <laughs> Chicago is such a dick and a racist. Like, he's racist. Like, it's like, this dude ain't been on screen for like two minutes and he says like some derogatory things about Middle Eastern people and Mexicans. <laughs> I was like, whoa, like you ain't, you ain't had to go there, brother. <laughs> and like, he, it was like, he is, um, cause like, he's a, he's a dick, but he's a funny dick. You know, like he's a funny, he's a funny asshole. Like, he's not like, um, he's not a, a, a bad guy, but we gonna get more in it. We gonna get more into Chicago as this review goes along, because Chicago is a very important character in this movie, uh, but Chicago asks Lucky if he wants to go on a road trip to Oakland with him, and Lucky's like, hell yeah, he's like, let's, let's do it, and like, I'm, he's like, because he's like, I'm trying to go to Oakland anyway, or something like that, and, but that, that story develops a little bit later on in the movie, Lucky goes to see his, uh, baby mama, who lives with Tone Loke, who is her other baby daddy i guess (laughs) it's a weird it's it's a weird combination man weird combination it's weird because lucky and tone get along like best friends man like they got they got kids from the same woman and like they boys like they buddy 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 like he's like daff off you know like all talking to each other bantering with each other making jokes with each other <laughs> like, it's just like they just get along like best friends it's weird it's also weird to see tone Loke in a movie with adults <laughs> if that's also weird because i'm so used to seeing him in something with kids in it because that's the way he was marketed like he was he was marketed to kids because like tone Loke was always kind of like a slightly edgier mc hammer to me because tone Loke's a rapper too but like he was kind of like a clean rapper he was not really you know like a gangster a gangster rapper talking about killing and cussing and talking about disrespecting women and all this stuff he was like i said he was like a slightly edgier mc hammer he was a big dude and he wore like the, he wore like the shades and he had a little bit he had a little bit more in your face attitude than mc hammer but he was he was still a clean rapper you know like he didn't cuss or anything like that he was still like a clean rapper and like they marketed him they marketed him to kids a lot so it really threw me for a loop even as a kid it really threw me for a loop to see him cursing and selling drugs because <laughs> like he's a drug dealer in this movie so like it was like it was like really jarring to see that from him i was just because i was just like i just saw this dude at surf ninjas <laughs> you know <laughs> I just saw this dude in Surf Ninjas, and now he's a drug dealer, like, and, and he's cursing and beating up people and all this stuff, you know? It was weird. It's very weird to see from Tone Loke. Uh, I forgot to mention uh, Regina King was in this movie, because, like, she's uh, at the beginning of the movie in the hair salon, but I forgot, I, I didn't really mention her, because she doesn't really come into play at that time. She comes into play at this point in the movie, uh, 
like but uh regina king plays uh justice's friend aisha she's also um chicago's uh girlfriend uh you if you know the relationship between her and john singleton as well she was also in boys in the hood but this this right here this right here is really her breakout adult role because before this like she has a a bit of kind of like a cameo in boys in the hood she's not like really in the movie like she has like a couple scenes in the movie but like she's not really in the movie if you if you get what i'm saying like this is like the first this is like her first like adult role because she was a child actress before this she was a child star before this she was uh she played the daughter on two on 227 you know that's like her most famous role as a child so like this is like this was like really her start as an adult actor this is like really her breakout role as an adult also i need to talk about uh roger guinevere smith man roger guinevere smith he plays a, a gay hairdresser in here named haywood and like he is amazing in this role like really good like it's a small role but it's effective like he's like he's always been an underrated actor to me like because he's so good in everything he's in he's been in a lot of spike lee stuff he's like the light-skinned dude that's in all the spike lee movies if you don't know who roger guinevere smith is like he's the light-skinned dude that's in all the spike lee movies like he's always playing so many different characters like it like in his in the spike lee movies he's he's, he's done like he's always played these out of this world like characters like he was like <laughs> I think I talked about him because I got it. Uh, he got game review where like he plays like the local drug dealer there and like he's really good in that. Um, he plays like a mentally challenged dude and do the right thing. Uh, he's got a he's got a lot of stuff going. He's got a lot of good roles and like he's so underrated, man. Like that's a dude that I hope one day he gets like an honorary Oscar or something like that because he's been overlooked for too long and he's he's a really good actor i really want that dude to get his flowers man he deserves he deserves a lot uh then we finally get to the main storyline of this movie which is the road trip we finally get to the road trip that's when that's kind of when this movie turns into hood moonlighting if you don't know what moonlighting is uh, that was a show from the 80s with uh, bruce willis and um what's the lady oh we got the lady because she looks like sybil shepherd that's her name was it sybil shepherd because sybil shepherd and kathleen turner i get mixed up a lot you know because they're both blondes and they kind of got a similar look to them you know i think they I think back in the 80s, they even used to throw, like, Sharon Stone in there, but I digress. Uh, but, like, this kind of turns into hood moonlighting because uh, Justice and Lucky don't like each other. But we all know it's sexual tension. You know, that's that's the that's the the key for a, a romance movie, for a romantic... I would say this is a romantic comedy, like I said, like, more romantic drama. There's some funny elements in here that made me laugh, but... It's not really a comedy. It's a drama. 
Uh, but like that's the key to all these type of to all these type of movies: sexual tension, getting trying to get the the characters together, and all this stuff. That's the the key. Uh, one thing I do have to point out is that Regina King's character has a drinking problem. Like she is a stone cold alcoholic. Like it's something that's not dwelled upon. But you know it's there. Like, nobody calls it out at first, but you know it's there. You know it's in the background. You see it happening, but nobody's addressing it yet. So, like, it's just like, okay, we got this We got this little part of the story to address. We got to address uh, Aisha's drinking problem. She has, a, she has an issue over here. She's also using the hell out of Chicago. Yeah, like she is stone cold simping this man. Like, and she even she's proud of it. She's proud of it. She tells justice about it. And like there's because like there's this little scene between like the two of them where like she's talking about how she getting money out of him. She don't give him a lot of sex. She, she's talking about how she ain't gotta give him a lot of sex. He just he just sprung off of her because she's so pretty and you know and all this stuff you know so so and then like there's this little scene with him and with him and lucky talking and lucky like man you stupid you know like you like she using you he kind of he trying to tell him like she using you for your money jack you know like you don't you don't see it and he's just like nah man she ain't like that man she a good girl and all this right <laughs> just like, you know so like chicago blind like he blinded by the beauty you know and he don't know that he being used for his money um but um after that like there's a family reunion scene <laughs> like i love the family reunion scene because what lucky does in this scene i could believe you getting away with you know because he even because like, he even says um because like they try to sneak into the family reunion think it's a uh, justice i think justice said she said she was like we're not even related to these people and uh lucky says he's like man we black we all related <laughs> and i'm like i'm like he could probably get away with this because like all you have to say is you don't remember me when i was little <laughs> you know that's all you that's all you got to say you don't remember me when i was little because even he does that he was like it's me lucky little lucky <laughs> you know <laughs> i was like you could probably, I'm like, you could, you could probably get away with that. It just makes me want to go to a random family reunion and try that shit. <laughs> you know? I'm like, you don't know me? It's little, little Mike, you don't know me? You don't know me? You know, <laughs> like, I just want, I just want to try it just to see if that'll work. Uh, they also kind of use this scene for Lucky and Justice to get to know each other, to get acquainted with each other. They also use this scene to preach to us because Maya Angelou is in this movie and Maya Angelou because Maya Angelou is the poet that they they use all her poet poetry in this uh in this uh movie they use all her poetry in this movie but Maya Angelou has this big monologue pretty much about how black people are fucking up pretty much you know <laughs> how, how we messing up like 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 the young people you know it's this is a generational thing. This really is because every it's like every generation is kind of like, oh, these young people, 
they don't know what they doing and blah 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 and we need to we need to get our we need to get our stuff together as 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 a race as a community and blah 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 and we still saying that <laughs> we still saying that to this day this movie came out 30 years ago and 30 years later we still saying that <laughs> it's like it's kind of sad in a way but like she she's doing all that but like all that was missing was like Keenan Ivory Wayans to show up to say message you know <laughs> that's all that that's all that was missing uh it was it was it was it was a it was a goddamn preaching session that's what it was uh but chicago uh finally confronts aisha about her using him because like he he sees her talking to another man at the family reunion he sees that and like he's kind of hurt by it you know he's kind of hurt by it and he's he's just he he just confronts her about using him they they also finally confront her drinking problem as well uh it's not a it's not a big confrontation about it but they they finally address it because i was just like are they ever gonna address the fact that this girl drinks too much because every time you see it she got like a she got a goddamn bottle in her hand she got like a she got a a beer a beer can or a, a wine bottle or a gin bottle in her hand you know, like, every time, every time, I think, I think towards the end, they tried for Chicago as a bad guy, like as a really, they tried to force him like as like a Tyler Perry villain towards the end. Cause like, and like, they just laying it on strong. Cause like at the beginning, like, like I said, I'm like, Chicago is a dick. But he's a playful dick. You like he's not. He's like one of your friends. Like he says something stupid, and you're like, man, shut up. You know, like you know, like. But he's still your friend. You know, like he'll come. He'll come through for you in a pinch or whatever. But you, cause like you like he'll be. You'll be like, yeah, he's he's a dick, but that's our dick. He's that's our friend over there. He's kind of like he's kind of like Stifler. He's like a Stifler from America. He's a black Stifler from american pie how stifler was a was, was 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 a dick but he was still a friend and like he didn't he didn't mean anything by what he said that was chicago chicago was a friend and he didn't really mean what he said but they just started just making him negative and just a just a unbearable villain <laughs> a unbearable villain uh but really Aisha is the problem. She's the she's the problem. Like she was just steadily disrespecting this man throughout this whole movie. And he had he had a breaking point. He had a breaking point and I feel like that's why they tried to force him so hard as a bad guy because in the end he hits Aisha. And hitting a woman's not cool. Like hitting women is not cool. I don't care how mad you get. If she don't put your hands, if she don't put her hands on you. There ain't no reason to hit this woman. You know, like what you do, you just walk away. That's what you do. You just walk away. I don't care how mad you get. You walk away. Uh, but Aisha is still the real villain of this story. <laughs> like she really is. Like she is. She is terrible. And like they try to cover that up. They try to cover that up. That's a that was a flaw of this movie. Like they try to cover up women's shortcomings and they um they kind of exasperate 
and like they, like they kind of exasperate men's problems you know like they like bring men's problems to the forefront but they give excuses to women to why they are the way they are and i'll that's something i'll get into because there's another character there's another female character in here that's a lot like that as well um so like they they just went so like they just went out of their way to force chicago as a bad guy so they could give an excuse for aisha to be the way she is and i didn't like that that's one part i didn't like about this movie but we all know we all know who the real villain is and it ain't chicago it ain't him uh so finally they get to oakland and lucky sees that his cousin was murdered um uh he talks about his cousin throughout this whole movie he talks about how amazing he is he was a rapper and a producer and he talk, like he, he like he gushes like he practically gushes about his cousin he loves his cousin throughout this whole movie just gushing about him talking about how how talented he is and all this stuff and how he was going to help lucky uh become a rapper and produce his stuff and all this stuff and that ain't gonna happen now because he's dead so you know so <laughs> that ain't gonna happen now because he's dead uh but anyway uh Let's talk. This is the other character I wanted to talk about. Let's talk about uh, Tyra Farrell's character. Uh, she uh, plays Justice's and uh, Aisha's boss. Like they both work at the hair salon. She's the owner of the hair salon they work for. She is just the worst. She's the worst of all of these all of these female characters. Cause she's she's a bit older than them. She's a bit older than them, but she's still really immature i want to say like justice and and aisha are supposed to be in like their 20s maybe like early 20s they're supposed to be portraying and uh tyra farrow's care what's her name jesse 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 i want to say is like mid 30s maybe early 40s she's supposed to be portrayed as but she's an older woman and she'd be trying to give them advice but it's the wrong advice and she's just she's just as immature as them but she tries to use her seniority to hide the fact that she's immature uh and she's just a hurt woman she really is she's a hurt woman who uses money and success to cope with her miserable life um the cope with the fact that she can't find a loving relationship with a man and it's very much a commentary. It's very much a commentary. They don't dwell on like something else. They don't dwell. They don't dwell on a lot of stuff with these women. Uh, like like I said, they don't dwell on Aisha's drinking problem too much. They don't dwell on the fact that 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 Jesse is just hurt and she's just saying hurtful things about men because she's hurt. You know because she can't find a loving relationship with a man. Um. Like they don't, they don't really go into detail about a lot of that. But you know, if you if if you've been through life, like if I was a kid, when I was a kid, I didn't understand this stuff. As a man who's been through life and seen this stuff, I get it now, you know. But it's a it's it's very much a commentary, and I'm gonna just leave it there because I don't wanna I don't wanna go in I don't wanna go into detail about that, you know, because 
I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be neutral over here. Uh, but Lucky, Lucky wants to continue his cousin's work. And like he takes his cousin's recording equipment and he uses he uses it for his career. Uh, so in the end, like Lucky is the one that has the happy ending. Actually, <laughs> like, like, cause like he follow he 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 quits his job at the post office to go follow his dreams as a rapper, and he's actually doing it, and he gets the girl at the end. He gets justice at the end. So he pretty much he pretty much gets a happy ending. I mean, like he still lives in L.A., so like he could always get shot over stupid shit. But overall, he get he he is the one that gets the happy ending, uh, and justice kind of gets the happy ending through him is basically what happens but overall overall i enjoyed this movie i like this movie a lot it kind of dragged a little towards the end but that's just a minor nitpick just a minor nitpick uh tupac shakur is really the glue that holds this movie together like i feel like this is more of his movie than justice's movie because He's the one with the complete story arc. He's the one with the complete story arc. He has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like you, you, you find out that he has an obstacle. He 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 finds a way to uh, get over that obstacle, and then he finally gets over that obstacle and gets the girl. You know, <laughs> like this is really Lucky's movie. This should this, this movie should have been called Poetic Lucky. You know, you know, so or Rapping Lucky. I don't know. <laughs> because like at the end i feel like justice is just a prize justice is just a prize for lucky to win at the end like because like he gets like i said he gets over all his obstacles and he gets her and she he brings her along for the ride pretty much it was like as much as they try to give justice agency it just really falls flat to me you know i don't know if it's janet jackson's acting you know she tries her best Lord knows she tries, but it's not that good. I think it's probably her acting, but <laughs> that because like her whole story arc just falls flat. They don't really go into it, you know. It's just a, like a lot of it. Like like I say, a lot of these women, a lot of these women in here are toxic and problematic. Like, and they don't they don't get any accountability for what they are, you know. Like like I say. They ignore whatever Aisha's going through. Uh, they barely go into whatever Justice is going through. Uh, Jesse is a problem. You know, she's trying to be she's trying to be the wisdom, but she has her own very toxic issues to deal with. You know, you know. So, so like a lot of the women really don't get their shit. They really don't get their shit uh, straightened in this movie. Lucky is the only person that gets his stuff straightened out. You know, like it has a happy life. You know, <laughs> that's it. I was like, if you look at this movie from Lucky's point of view, it's a better movie. It really is. It's a better movie because that's how I looked at it. I was just like, you know what? This is this is Lucky's movie. This ain't Justice's movie. This is Lucky's movie because Justice doesn't get anything straightened out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I said, it's just she just goes along for the ride with Lucky. Pretty much, that's it. Uh, but yeah, man. Like I said better movie if you look at it from lucky but overall i enjoyed it i give it a four out of five join me next week when i'll talk about 1994's the inkwell 
Until next time, peace.